It's the No Class Podcast. With your MCs, Eddie. And Matt. Hey, Matt. How's it going? Fantastic, buddy. How are you? Okay. I'm just back from the long con. What? You degenerate. One of us had to go. One of us had to make an appearance. You say that. Did you have a good time? No. Has anyone ever had a good time at the long con? Not that I've heard of. Has anyone ever had a bad time with the long con? I don't think so. I think it's impossible. That's impossible. So, of course, everyone had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yes. I concur. Special guest, didn't they? I don't know. You're looking for that piece of paper around here, and it's not here. I don't know what you're talking about, sir. But before we get into the long con, Mm -hmm. let's plug the long con. Yeah, we should totally do that. There's probably going to be one in 2021. I sincerely hope so. That's it. Is that the last one? Badges are not for sale at the moment. That's right. Usually we go on sale the day, the last day, with usually a discount code in the back of the the thing. So that's how much we're positive about how things are going to be for events next year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, I remember saying <laughs> this year, like, everything will be sorted out by November. Tee-hee. Wrong again. Well, before we dive into the long con recap, mm-hmm. do we have any of our pop culture stuff that we want to talk about? Oh, sure, yeah. Do you have some TV show to talk about? Okay, let me lock in the category that you're currently mentioning. You said TV. TV. TV, and by TV... The category is... Yeah. Television shows. Things that are green. Um, As far as traditional television, I'm going to say no. Now I'm going to have to ask you what untraditional television is. Okay, so like, what about streaming? You know, what about like movies? Movies are their own category. Right, that's what I'm waiting for. So you have nothing like TV show. You know, I don't watch a lot of TV. You know that. Good. Well, I am currently re-watching Parasite, The Maxim, which is where all these mysterious parasites come down to Earth and start blending in with the humans, sort of a la The Thing, mm-hmm. or maybe even body snatchers in a way. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't know who is who, and you don't know why. So it's really good. It'll have some fantastic nightmare visuals for you to use in your RPG games in the future. But if you haven't checked that out and you like the animes, give that one a check. Sounds interesting. I'm going to check it. And you say it's on Netflix. Yes, I do. Perfect. So what movies have you been watching? What horrible D movies? Absolutely. You know, anyone who's paying attention, I know you all are. I've been, you know, for your edification, I've been throwing myself on these grenades for y'all. Anyway, I've been going back and re-watching movies from my childhood and or finding ones that I never saw the first time around. Anyway, I can remember like when we first had cable, one of these things that came on like Showtime or HBO really late at night, and it was really awful, The Sorceress. And so I, I, I had vague mm. memories of it. And, uh, and and I remember there was something about it I liked, but I couldn't remember quite what it was. Was it the sorceress? <laughs> it turns out, and that's the crazy part. It's called the sorceress. No, the the key bad guy is not a sorceress. He's a sorcerer. 
So it's like already it makes no sense right there. The main bad guy is a sorcerer. And so it's like, huh? And we're watching it. And I remember the twins in it. And uh, this is the 80s, early 80s. So there's the obligatory, you know, boob scenes or whatever. And I was like, oh, that's what I remembered fondly (laughs) as as a young lad, you know, of the movie. But it's awful. It's just, it's really bad. Um, And you've seen that trope in some of these movies where like what one twin feels, the other one feels. And, you know, you can just let your imagination wander with that. But it's it's really bad but i mean definitely it's one you might want to check it out and say you know oh it's so bad it's good but I, you know yeah don't think so all right how about some books i know you've been busily well, reading books i'm not done with movies yet. oh my okay so i remember you had talked about i had not watched rock and roll since i was a kid and i kind of had fond memories of it and you dusted off and watched it and said it's poopy uh-huh. So did I, you check it out again? I, I started to, and when I was... <laughs> but you fell asleep. Yeah, no. But when I went to work the Google box on YouTube, to, I think you said it's free on YouTube, I found another old cartoon from the early 80s, and it's called Star Chaser. And then it's like Star Chaser, the story of Ornan or whatever, but it's called Star Chaser. came out in 1985. It was really good. It's on YouTube for free, HD. Um, I really enjoyed it. The only thing I have to say is, you gotta wonder, and it's it's a little bit of a rip off on like Star Wars, but oh well. Um, but th- they're kind of like, like the Jedi in this this mentor race that are helping Orin develop his powers and become the hero. They're the, called the Kaka, <laughs> Kaka. Mm-hmm. Which if you slow that down a little bit. Kaka. It's and like this movie's full of caca. Yeah, I mean, other than that, that's the only bad thing I could really say. It's really, it's pretty good. I mean, all things considered. And uh, so this one I will recommend. Your mileage may vary. Let me know what you think. All right, that's it for movies for me. Okay, so books. Um, no. Pass. Pass. That's what you're saying hard pass. Comic books. No. All right. Well. Hilariously enough, I'm never going to read it, but I found out that there was a comic book for rock and roll. Really? Yeah. Strangely wow. enough, there was like, I, I want to say if it's like Marvel Special 77, but they did, there was that movie. There's one for like Jaws 2. Oh. Lots of weird, that you wouldn't think this movie should be turned into one, yeah, but it, it was. Because you can figure that rock and roll was made in Canada and it didn't get much of a release in the States. But, you know, it's funny. If you Google it, like the first one or two will say a classic cartoon from the 80s, and then the next two will go dumpster fire cartoon from the, you know, I mean, so the. They expected it to be the, something. Yeah, but the opinions vary wildly, you know. I'm going to say the hopes is what I'm going off of. It was like when they made it, they probably said, we're going to just print money with this because this is what's hot right now. Kind of yeah. like the movies that followed in the wake of Star Wars. They're like, as long as there's a spaceship. Uh, We're going to get rich. Right. And it wasn't to be. Yeah. Oh, gosh. So many, like, the ice pirates or mm-hmm. what? I mean, anyway. Once something catches fire and becomes a trend and you just think, oh, we'll print money if we do that. And it's like, no, the first one was good because it was original and maybe they knew what they were doing. You can't just crank out more of them. And Oh, yeah. What was that god-awful ripoff of the Matrix, the one that had gun kata? Was it gun kata? Might be, I don't know, but I can remember it had, uh, was it Christian Bale and Sean Bean? So it had some good actors. I, mean, I think it had the actor 
who played uh, Robert the Bruce in uh, Freedom, uh, Braveheart. Braveheart, yeah. And so they had some good actors, but whew, oh man, it was a a really crappy ripoff of the Matrix. That movie's claim to fame is that it is still recorded, downloaded on my PSP. Wow. Unwatched. That one I'm talking about? Yeah. Wow. Well, let me know what you think. I'm never going to watch it. Smart Something man. weird's going to have to happen because, like I said, it's been on my PSP and that was early 2000s. Oh, yeah. So. Anyway. Okay. So, for me, some comic books. Your favorite and mine, Transformers meets Rom Space Knight. I'm Space Knight right on. So I was like, that's pretty interesting. I'm the Transformers dude, and Matt's the Rom guy. Yeah, Rom Space Knight. It was spectacularly awful. Oh, wow. I was like, I don't think either one of us will find any enjoyment in this. That's a heartbreaker. But talking about Rom the Space Knight, he's out on a mission. He finds this Cybertronian kid basically which grows up to become a space knight so you have a transformer space knight and then like a lot of when they turn your uh whatever you want to call it they turn your favorite material into something new or they merge it with something there's got to be a merged character and that's going to be the whole focus of the thing all the important characters like rom is in the background and optimus prime is in the background so they can Mm -hmm. focus on this new character that you have nothing invested in it's really not that interesting and you know you're never going to see him again they're going to last these four issues and that's that why do they feel compelled to do that because what would have been great if let's say rom and optimus prime teamed up and somehow the dire race and the uh bad guys decepticons decepticons were scheming or something and they had to put them down you know that would be cool that's kind of what was going on except for you have this new character that has to take all the spotlight like you said you're not invested in him so i I won't be recommending that i got one issue in and i was like no this this is not for me and i wouldn't think it would be for even a rom fan let's see if i could read my writing i could see what this says oh immortal hulk I've already told you guys a million times about Immortal Hulk, Mm -hmm. but like I said, they're drawing down to like 50 issues, so I think they're at about 47 now. So poop is really hitting the fan. It's not too late to jump in, and I know some people are waiting. Like when you with that new show, you Mm want to hear that it's good all the way through. Mm -hmm. So very soon, I'll be able to report to you that the whole thing was good, and you can probably get that trade paperback or whatever. But I mean, if you if you if it's held your attention and enthusiasm this long, this much, even if they had a a hiccup. I mean, I think it could be forgiven. Yeah, know? I'm not a super Hulk fan, mm-hmm. but it's fantastic. But honestly, I've known a lot of comic book people through my lifetime. Have you ever met anybody that's like, I'm a big Hulk guy? Eh, no, it's usually, that's one of the periphery. Like, I collect this and mm-hmm. also the Hulk. Like, I had a buddy as a kid, when the Thing had his own comic, he collected the Thing comic. I had a couple. Or like, I used to collect Iron Man. I knew a guy that collected Thor. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there's... You know, like some of those characters I was never the biggest fan of or whatever, but you, you know, but I never knew anybody that's like, oh, I collect the Hulk. So I'm like, who kept that comic going? You know, because he had his own title. Well, just because he wasn't your favorite doesn't mean you weren't getting well, it. Well, no, I mean, I liked Hulk. It's like if I was wrong. buying one comic, I was buying this. And if I was mm-hmm. buying two, I was buying that. And if I was buying three, then uh, maybe the Hulk. Yeah, yeah. 
So but somebody was buying them. They were selling. Oh yeah, I mean sure. And then they're like the Silver Surfer had his own comic. Just, I mean these are really iconic Marvel characters, but yeah, you know. <laughs> and I've just alienated somebody. Please send your feedback to. Yeah. But you know, straighten me out. Say, you don't understand the Silver Surfer. Blippity blappity. You know, tell me about it. Yeah, that's kind of like if you want that big cosmic adventure. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Immortal Hulk continues to be pretty awesome. The other thing I checked out was another favorite of yours, Shogun Warriors. And? I really don't know much about the Shogun Warriors, or I didn't know anything really about the Shogun Warriors. I just know they're giant robots from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Here to do something. Absolutely. So... Do you know the story of the Shogun Warriors, or you just know they're big kick-ass robots from the no, 70s? No, that was it. As a kid, one there was cr- no story behind them, right? Right. One Christmas, like it was all over. I'm watching the million, the six million dollar man. And it's like Shogun Warriors, and it shows a kid like hitting the button in the back, and the missile launches at his kid sister and the cat. You know, dun, 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 Shogun Warriors. You know, they've come to save the day. Whatever. And you're like, oh my god, I want one of those, mom. And I got one for Christmas, and I shot the missiles until I lost them all. And then I think some neighbor kid broke the arm off because he was jealous that I had a Shogun Warrior and he didn't. And that was about it. I mean, I wish I had that now. It'd probably be worth a mint, but... It is. Yeah. They're super expensive. Oh, I don't doubt it. And it breaks my heart. I had the cool one that shot the missiles, man. How big was it? Oh, it's, it's it was about like, three yeah. feet tall. I mean, it was big. Like the, uh, eight, I think it might be 18-inch ones? Yeah, because you have to figure if around the time it came out, I was probably around six or seven or something. And so, heck, the, I wasn't much taller than the... <laughs> Yeah. The Shogun Warrior, I mean, you know, but yeah, seemed like I know some other kids had them, but anyway, my cousins had the Godzilla. Oh, they remember that they went with it, or he something? had the flicking tongue flicking and tongue the launching action. fist. Because mm-hmm. that's what uh, he does is he launches. He's his known fist. for it. Infamous, really. Well, just imagine if they put the flamethrower in there. <laughs> <laughs> Fun for all ages. Burn down your house. Yeah. You know, it'd be amusing to think if you go back in the ad, how did they refer to him launching his fist, you know? (laughs) But, yeah, apparently the Shogun Warriors Mm -hmm. were the typical heroic robots here to save mankind, piloted by other humans. Uh, So there was a dude inside your Shogun Warriors. And I think Marvel did a comic again. that's what I was reading. But that's, you got to figure, a lot of times Marvel would do these toy tie-ins, like the Micronauts. Oh, yeah. The comic was great. The toy was crap. I think the, the... Toys came out one Christmas, didn't sell, went away. People liked the Micronauts comics so much, it went on for a few years. So it's kind of interesting how that plays out. But I'll besmirch both of your favorites, being Rom and the Shogun Warriors, Mm -hmm. that it didn't seem like those really, I wouldn't say failed, but failed. Well, now the Rom comic actually went on for for a number of years. But how long was Rom around? Oh, the toy? Yeah. Oh, maybe that one Christmas or something, Mm -hmm. yeah. But again, like I said, yeah, the toy didn't really catch fire. But the comic did okay, you know. I was always a big fan of the comic, and I also had the toy as a kid, lost to the to the ages, and, and some chump got me one for Christmas, you know. It's very thoughtful. It actually worked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So anyway. That chump being your wife. Yeah. <laughs> well, some chump recommended it to yeah, her. Yeah, there you go. There you go. No, but that was actually, it was very nice. Pleasant surprise. In fact, I liked it so much, I think I found, like, you'd find people just selling the box. Yeah. I bought the box that was in better condition to put the toy in. But it was hard to find a toy in that good a condition. That thing, I mean, it still lights up and everything. That reminds me, I got to make sure the batteries are out of it. Yep. (laughs) Because they'll melt and 
ruin Well, it. I was going to hook you up with a Shogun Warrior, but those suckers are so expensive, too, because mm-hmm. all those little missiles, mm-hmm. they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. You lost those instantly. Oh, yeah. I'm telling you, there was like, you know, your pets would chew them up or they'd get thrown away, you know. If I have to tell you one more time to pick up that little red missile, I'm going to throw it away. Or you'd put it in your little brother's eye and they didn't give it back to you after the ER trip. Exactly. Which is always Because they were sharp, too. Oh, yeah. They were perfect... Kid. Toys of the 70s, we could go on about yep. these, you know, yard darts, those pneumatic missiles that you're going to lean over it while you're pumping it up and it launches into your face. And, you know, it's a, and no wonder these toys aren't readily available anymore. Yeah. All right. How about some games? Well, we had a fun time. While everyone was winding up last day of the con, we played, what was it, I'm Hotep? Mm-hmm. And, uh, the Duel. The Duel. And actually, that, that's, it's a fun game. We played it before. I enjoyed it. How long would you say it took us to play that game? 45 minutes? If that, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, I like... If you knew what you were doing, you could go a lot faster. It's a simple game. Yeah, it's the sweet spot for me. I like a game that you can play in about one round in 15 to 45 minutes. And you don't have to spend two or three hours reading the instructions. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, yeah, there's... it's Again, as I always say, those games I like is that, that you can pick up the base concept quickly, but then there's deeper strategies. Those are the really the, the best games. How about video games? Um, I'm actually still playing here and there a little bit of For Honor, and I've picked up and played uh, Dying Light a couple of times. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll wait till you're asleep so you can't join me. <laughs> I'm already done with it. I figured as much, so it's okay. I can't wait that long. No, I don't blame you. It's I have just, the game-finishing OCD. Yeah. Well, I remember you were in and sort it's of— it's been a long time. Yeah, you were in kind of a game hole. And so when I mentioned that at first, you were just theming for any kind of a game. Yeah, you were you were devouring it, and I'm fine with that. You know. So I probably got a hundred hours in it or something. So how did you like the the rest of the story? It was fine. I think if I had played it like straight through by myself, mm-hmm. it would have been a very very short game. Mm-hmm. But since I was on ice for so long, Kinda. circling, waiting for you to show <laughs> up and finish it, I got a lot more enjoyment out of it i definitely got my money's worth well good well it was on sale dirt cheap to boot anyway but i even bought one of the dlcs for like two three bucks or something you know the extra content thing and in the end really yawn you know what i got but i know that the there's an expansion that adds like the vehicles and the outer city and all that so that's a whole other story or whatever or something but i know it it really is a, a fun game surprisingly because I kind of bought it on a goof. Like I said, if I'd known someone had warned me, like, yeah, it's got a lot of parkour, I'd been like, oh, no, mm-hmm. hard pass. But, no, actually, it's so well implemented, I don't, I, I enjoy it. Yeah, that's it's why good. I let it go by the first time. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize it, but I'd actually played Dead Island, which I guess is another one by Teclan. Oh, okay. Which is kind of the same. One thing that, uh, I guess, reminded me of it, because it's also zombies, is because you had such crappy weapon durability, mm-hmm. where it was like, you hit something three times, like you've got your aluminum baseball bat, and you hit three zombies with it, and it's like, that's broke. Yeah, that's, like, yeah that's annoying. I know the initial durability of weapons in uh, Dying Light, I was kind of frustrated, but one of the early perks you can gain is, your weapons are more durable, and I picked that one up ASAP, and then it's not so bad. And there's a little... Add-ons you can get for your weapons, like Crusader or, you know, the little names. Yeah, yeah. There's ones that add durability, and I'll stack those up on a particularly good weapon, and it's like, yay, you know, it actually last a little while. I've also been playing a little bit of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Gesundheit. I just did. 
The only thing is, is I've watched a ton of Dragon Ball Z, and I've played a ton of Dragon Ball Z games over the years, and they always tell you the same story. So that's the hard part with that. But it does have some good RPG aspects. It's got some, what do you want to call it, free explorer sandbox type stuff oh, where cool. you don't have to go on the main mission. You can go over here and dig for gems or whatever if you want to. So now That's what I like. I'll have to give it some more tries, but it is hard to do the same storyline again. It's kind of like whenever a new Superman movie or a Batman movie comes out and it's yeah. like, here comes the origin story again. And you're like... That's why I think it's like they've rebooted Spider-Man so many times. They finally said, we're not going to do his origin story again. You know it by now. You've got to know it, you know. Which is pretty much what I think they should do with Batman and Superman, too. Exactly. We all know, you know, Superman came from Krypton. Batman's parents died in an alleyway. Blah, Martha. Blah, blah. Yeah. Why did you say that name? All right. Well, is that it for our pop culture 20-minute? I'm going to say yes. All right. Let's get into the long con. Uh, we can't review it because we'd just say it's wonderful. So right. I guess it's the long con wrap up. Um, yeah. Well, that's about all you can say. So that concludes the podcast, folks. Thank you for joining us today. No, it's neat. Um, uh, coalition coffee. Tribal, Tribal coalition. Tribal coalition. Yeah. Uh, Tucker, really nice fella. Uh, we'd hoped to see him last year, just didn't pan out that way. He came out. Everyone really enjoyed his coffee. It's really good. He had some really neat baked goods. And so that was really neat. Um, you know, we told our vendors, just don't come. We just really didn't think anything, you know, with with this, the current circumstances, what was going on, we were worried they wouldn't make any money. And But I went around, and each one of the vendors <laughs> actually did okay, if not well. But then again, like – they had set their expectations, the bar, really low, which kind of helped. Um, but, yeah, every vendor I talked to did well. Um, we had people come in that didn't buy tickets, wore their masks, social distanced, and bought stuff from our vendors. Um, we had people trying to buy tickets up to the the day of last minute, and which is great, flattering. But we were like, no, with the circumstance, we want to keep the numbers low, you know. That was kind of neat. Yeah, I think people did appreciate that, too, because we did one table per room. So mm -hmm. you had a, a ton of space. If it was set up for, like, banquet dining or something, probably even in the smallest space, you would have had eight tables, maybe. Yeah, these rooms are cavernous. I mean, we're talking, yeah. they're huge. Um, and so, yeah, it was almost kind of silly to walk into this one huge room that could easily hold, like, eight banquet tables. And there's one table in the far back corner, you know, observing the... But that's what we—that's how we wanted it because we could have exactly. just said we're not going to rent this all out. We're going to rent this one section, and we'll all be in here. But I think it was worth it to try and yeah, spread out. Whether it's effective or not, at least people knew that we cared about it. Yeah, we were trying. You know, we we yeah. The staff at the Hilton Garden Inn were phenomenal. Um, we had a, a dinner um, prepared by Josh. By Chef Josh, who's a really great chef. I'm telling you, the food's really good there. And the restaurant's going to be reopening so many days a week. The bar is open, I think, five days a week now. And uh, Corey and Jenna, you know, serving the drinks. Love Corey. Um, and so we had a good time. We had some. We had a really neat rap session with a lot of people after the con in the in the bar with a, you know, a handful of people. We had to spread out and social distance. Masks were worn, but I really enjoyed that. It was nice to kind of recap at the end of the day. Um, and, uh, but yeah, 
it was, you know, I, I'm going to call it, uh, given the circumstances, I call it a success. Well, we had our special guest, Gary Oliver mm-hmm. and Doug Ray from mm-hmm. NTRPG. Yeah. And we had Diesel LaForce. And we had uh, Chris from Inner City Games. Chris Clark. Chris Clark, which he's a delight. You know, um, we had uh, Harold Johnson. Harold Johnson, absolutely, who was kind of sharing the table there with Inner City Games. Um, our old buddy Drew and his wife came, and you know, Durthin's bags, and what'd she call her cupcakery? Ferguson's Creations. Ferguson's they were delicious, Creations. and they, we're still eating those cupcakes. Yeah, man, those cakes were awesome. They were just uh, wow. I mean, people were tearing those cakes up. The red velvet with the sour cream frosting was the professional. That little drizzle of caramel on top? Maneuver. Or that, whatever that sauce was. Oh, yeah. People were tearing those up. And, and talking about cake, we had our traditional cake, and we offered free pizza for everyone that braved the circumstances to come out. You know. Yeah, you definitely got spoiled this year. Like I said, this is probably the best swag that we'd ever had. Probably the best is in quantity of special guests mm-hmm. well we gave away free food and we gave away free food we gave away a free game to everyone that showed up I mean, an intact box game that retails for what 20 30 40 bucks or something and all the usual cool little dice and bags and things we gave away <laughs> linen mass with our logo on it mm-hmm. throw that in a time capsule um I mean, of course we had etten games we had new comet as you know, vendors and whatnot, and Gary uh, Oliver was there. Yeah, we already mentioned Gary, but you gotta mention him again. Yeah. Who? Gary Oliver. Right. Our good friend. But yeah, um, we had game night games. Game night games, uh, and we had uh, what used to be Dragon's Lair, and now it's Antiquities, or yeah, we're just gonna say Dragon's Close Lair. Enough. Yeah, our good friend. So, which I didn't the get to see nearly enough. Of. Librarian or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Elvin Critter. Elvin Critter, that's right. Yep, absolutely. And I know we said Etten Games, but I'm going to say Etten Games again. Really appreciate them coming out. Yeah, Yeah, you know, our our first year with them was last year, and we were just so glad to have David out. And his, you know, he came back this year with his wife, and they're just really super nice folks, and, and I'm glad for them to come out, you know. And he's always got a really neat mix of stuff. Yeah, I got a copy of the 3.5 books from him. Mm-hmm. So now that's in my library to never be touched for play, but mm-hmm. for reference when we're doing these episodes now. Yeah. We did a little horse trading for that, so I got a pretty good deal. Oh, a little horse trading. Cool, cool. Um, so one one little thing that was kind of interesting to me, odd, sad, whatever, was like last year, Brendan uh, LaSalle, who came as a special guest, and David Beatty came as a special guest. Um, but this year we had Gary Oliver. Yeah, which is phenomenal. And um, because he's such a joy and such a wonderful human being mm-hmm. and a fine American. Mm-hmm. But um, Brendan made comment last year of like, man, you know, look how many Goodman games, DCC and its derivatives we had last year. We had so much, but we had that solid crew from Dallas that we missed so much. They were here last year running games and playing games. I think I ran the only DCC game at the con. But not the only Goodman Games product, luckily. Absolutely not. But anyway, but yeah, hopefully next year we'll ramp that back up. I think so. Yeah. I think it'll come back. Oh, absolutely. 
Anything you would like to add? Not really. This it was very busy. It seemed oh, like yeah. that might have gone by faster than any of the other cons. Yeah, yeah. We really we were, you know, yeah, serving pizza, serving cake, you know. Um, I got to play in one game. I ran a couple games, you know, which is always fun, you know. You know, you ran uh Osric. Yep. Keep on the borderlands. Mm-hmm. Keep it. So you were in the original, not the, the Correct 5B. Mundo. Yeah, so that's cool. But I did use the book, the Goodman Games book, because they're both in there. Yeah, exactly, which is handy. Yeah. Very. And there's a lot of neat stuff in there to boot. It's well laid out. But yeah, um, you know, I'm just looking forward to next year. I hope we'll get back on track, you know. Because, yeah, but, and we do appreciate the people that came out. And I understand the people who couldn't or wouldn't, you know, I mean, I don't blame anybody. So, given the circumstances, I mean. All right. Well, there you go. There you have it in less than 30 minutes. Wow. That's a first. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, thanks, everybody. We appreciate y'all. All right. Just like a zero-level character, we're all out of hit points. Ah.